Hello. Hi, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Antisocial Book Club podcast. <sighs> Guys, we're back. It's been a while. It has been a while. And we apologize for that. But you know what? Life. Life is insane right now. It really is. And we're excited to introduce a new book to you guys today. Probably one that you haven't heard of. But we think that you'll really love. Because we really loved it. We love this book. And we heard this book on... Criminal. Criminal. Hello. I'm Phoebe Judge. And this is Criminal. She has such a good voice. She does. Guys, if you just go listen to Criminal Podcasts, just for the voice, it's just going to soothe you. Worth it. It's just worth it. I wish I had a voice like Phoebe Judge. Me too. But we'll talk about that more later. Yes. First, so this book deals with fraud. So we just want to talk about, like, maybe our experiences with With fraud. fraud. I have pretty much one that everyone has. Martina has a little bit of a different story. But I'll start. So my, my credit card was stolen classic yeah and they called me this is when i was in college i was in stillwater and i got a call and they said hello ma'am have you been charging to skyloft in missouri and i said no and so then they went through all my charges and they cut it off and then another time i actually did order something mm-hmm. and they thought it was a scam and so they they didn't send it through <sighs> that's lame and so I had to call it and be like, no, that actually was me. I, I did spend that amount of money on that. Was like it a large Thanks. amount of money? Or was well, it just like an... It was like, so I got a cause box. Oh. Out there is wondering about that. I got a cause box. We're not sponsored. It's just me wanting to get that for myself. Hashtag not an ad. Yes, hashtag not an ad. But I did love my cause box when I got it this oh. month. What so, was in it? Oh my gosh. I got a purse... I got a sunscreen. I got, it's called Hyaluronic Acid Serum. Whoa. For my face. I got these covers. So, like, instead of strain wrap, you use, like, Oh, like it's cover. like the bee wax cover? Kind of, but they're more, like, stretchy. Oh, cool. And they, like, fit around stuff. And I think I got something else. But it was really cool and really nice stuff in there. And your credit card didn't want you to buy it. It did not. And I already felt guilty about spending <laughs> that much money. And then like... Um, is this you? And I had to tell them, yeah. That's kind of lame. It was I feel like, lame. Ca- like, subscription boxes are such a big thing I that know. your credit card wouldn't like you, like. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my experiences with fraudulent charges, Martina. Would you oh, like to share yours? Guys. Guys. So, you know, I, I'm a great daughter. I'm a great daughter. To my mom. She's the best mom, I think, in the world. She's also one of our number one fans. Shout out to Sherry Lynn. Okay? She loves us. Also my dad, which is pretty amazing. But anyway, it involves my mother. So at Christmas, you know, being the good daughter that I am, my mom's a little less on the technological side. So I'm like, yeah, mom, I'll help you buy all the Christmas presents off Amazon. And so we get the presents for all the number of little children on our list. Um, I add in her credit card. I'm like, I knew that my credit card was at like the default, so I didn't worry about it. And so, you know, Amazon be Amazon. Hashtag not an ad. But you know how Amazon is, guys. And so I kept buying books. 
like when they go on sale, like the Kindle books that are like $2 or less. So I bought a lot of books. I bought Jamal's Valentine gifts on there. I bought some new shoes because I'm a teacher and my feet were hurting and I needed some Dr. Scholl shoes, which by the way, hashtag not an ad. <laughs> if you stand on your feet all day, Dr. Scholl shoes, legit. It's like stepping in a cloud. But anyway, moving on. Bought all this crap on Amazon because that's what we do, especially now that we're in COVID, corona season. I buy a lot of things. So anyway, just living my best life on Amazon <laughs> with my Amazon Prime. And my mom calls me after school one day and she's like, oh my gosh, somebody <laughs> has stolen my Amazon card or my credit card and has been using it on Amazon. They're like buying all these Kindle books and um, just like $2 little charges on things. I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. <laughs> That's horrible. And I was like, she's like, I'm going to cancel right now. I'm like, okay, I think that's a good idea. Let's get ahead of this. Because, you know, my parents have been, been like, actually, like, legit frauded by other people before. But when she said Kindle books, guys, I was like, surely, surely it's not me. That was a long time ago. And so I got on my little Amazon account. I looked at the default card, and unfortunately, <laughs> it was Sherry Lynn's card that was on default. So I'd been using my mother's credit card for months, <laughs> spending, I was like, YOLO, I'm buying these new shoes, I'm buying them all, all this stuff for Valentine's Day. I bought a whole bunch of crap, guys, on my mom's credit card. And so I call her. And I was like, Mom. She's like, oh, I just canceled my card. I was like, Mom, it was me. <laughs> I am the fraudulent person. I stole your credit card. She's like, what? I was like, it was an accident. You were like, do you remember Christmas 2019? <laughs> yeah. It was me. And so then did Amazon take actions against you? Yes, Cassie. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> That's a price, once again, not an ad, but Amazon did take precautions. Yeah, so just know if this happens in real life, somebody's stealing your <laughs> Amazon account, you they take charge. And so I my account got locked. I <laughs> then lost my prime. They took that away. They punished They you. then sent me terrifying email saying pay this amount of money oh my gosh um and so of course i'm like oh my gosh i'm such a criminal of course <laughs> i'll pay you the money <laughs> and so i did that you paid them back i tried to pay them back and i like i sent them my credit card number all this stuff and i think for some of the charges i did pay them back for but ultimately the credit card company settled <gasps> because my mom Mom's credit card, they, like, just settled the stuff. Oh, my gosh. But, guys, <laughs> I wanted to call and get my account because I, like, tried to keep getting it unlocked. They're like, no, you got to pay the money. And oh I was gosh. like, oh, my gosh. And so, like, I use my Kindle for everything. Like, even, like, my library books. So, I couldn't get my library books on my Kindle. I couldn't access all my Kindle books. 
And technically, on that account, I still can't because it's still locked. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to call and get it unlocked, but how do you really explain with them believing I accidentally stole my mom's my credit mom's card? Be like, yeah, sure, ma'am. Yeah. Keep it moving. Exactly. They're not going to believe that crap. I wouldn't believe it, honestly. I wouldn't believe it either. I'm sure they've heard all kind of stories on the Amazon help I'm sure they have, poor guys. And so I would really be trying to sell my case, and they're going to be like, no, you're a liar. And so started afresh, started anew, and I now have a new Amazon account. Well, you know what? That story leads perfectly into this book about family and fraud. And mystery. Mistaken identity. Because the book we're talking about is The Less People Know About Us. By Axton Betts Hamilton. Doctor. Doctor. Betts Yes. Hamilton. She needs to be, she worked hard for that doctorate. Yes. That definitely. PhD. So, but as we said before, it's a book that not a lot of people know about and we really wanted to introduce it to you guys. Uh, because it was a great story. Um... She's been through a lot of hardships, and we'll get into that later. Um, but it's just down to it, it's a great book, and unfortunately, it's a true story. It is a very true story. Do so, to read a summary, yes. So, this is the summary for the less people know about us. In this powerful true crime memoir, an award winning theft expert tells the shocking story of the duplicity and betrayal that inspired her career and nearly destroyed her family. <sighs> Yeah. Intense stuff. Intense. So, yeah. She's in the story of who done it, who stole mm-hmm. my identity. Yes. Um, so a little bit more about the author. Um, as you get to read it, you get to hear her story, her side of things. Um, and she went on to do amazing things. So Dr. Axton Betts Hamilton is an expert on identity theft having personal experience that she has now turned into a career. She has her master's degree in consumer science, um, retailing, and a PhD in human development and family science, and focusing her research on child identity theft and financial exploitation um, by family members. And she teaches at South Dakota State University. Mm Mm-hmm. Go mascot, whatever yeah, you are. I, was like, I thought you, I was really impressed that you knew what that was. <laughs> Go team! I really don't. All I have, only a mascot I root for is Go Pokes. Same. No offense, South Dakota. <laughs> no offense, South Dakota. I'm sure you're a great second. <laughs> oh, great third, because Kelsey did attend Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah. So you're a great third. Definitely, yeah. We can give them third. Yeah. Speaking of Texas Tech, so I thought it was interesting that. Her PhD is in human development and family studies. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the people in my cohort, that was, like, their undergrad major. Really? I thought it was really interesting that I didn't realize, like, that was so, like, diverse and, like, the things people studied in that area. Yeah. I didn't either because I really... I knew that I wanted to work with families in some kind of way because at one point in time, when Kelsey and I met in college... As psychology majors, we both want to be therapists. Kelsey's the only one that made it there. I'm now a teacher at a public school. Well, she's almost there. Guys, she's almost there. And it's amazing. Her dreams are coming true. Um, 
but I considered this field a study just because I, I knew I wanted to work with children. I knew that family was important and something I was really interested in. So I think it's also cool that she's taking that knowledge and really diving into an issue that we don't really have a lot of stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when she was doing this study, she didn't, she didn't have a lot of stuff on it. Um, so bravo, Dr. Axton, Betsy yes. Hamilton. Definitely. Yes. Oh, should we read some reviews? Let's read some reviews. As we said, it's not a well-known book, but we want to make it well-known, guys, because it's an incredible story. It deserves to be. Yeah. So this one, so because it had so few Amazon reviews, I also looked at the editorial reviews on Amazon. Okay. To get a few professional opinions. Uh-huh. So some reviews of the New York Times said, reads like a grim folktale, intimate and engrossing. Um, NPR said, the air of menace is palpable, a deeply compelling story of a crime that hit close to home. Hmm. It was. Um, Publishers Weekly said, the tension of a thriller and jaw-dropping revelations, astonishing and disturbing. This emotionally resonant book is perfect for true crime fans. So some praise. Yeah, some praise. people. So, like Martina said, this book only has 92 customer reviews on Amazon, which honestly is a crime against humanity. So, guys, go on Amazon. Get this book. Get this book. Get it from your library and then review it. But, so yeah, so it only has 92 customer ratings. But, of those, 73% gave it 5 stars, 12% gave it 4 stars, 11% gave it 3 stars, 1% gave it 2 stars, and 3% gave it 1 star. So... A majority higher stars, guys. Yes. 73% five stars. Yes. So, yeah. So, one of those five stars says, Incredible. An absolutely riveting tale of betrayal that keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. You can feel Axon's emotions through her writing and find yourself bewildered when she discovers the truth. Amazing read. And I gotta say to this as well, for her being... um. In the research field, for her being in, you know, academia, for her to write a book that's so readable as a story, I think she did so well because Kelsey and I both know, even if you go, you know, to university or college, study any kind of, like, scientific things, you're going to be reading a lot of doctoral stuff, a lot of peer-reviewed, yeah, and a lot of the professors, you know, that's how, that's how they write. But I think she did an incredible job making it read as a story. Um, Yeah, it's very accessible. Yeah, it's very accessible. Like, I read it all in one weekend. Same. Like, it was just really good. It was really easy to read, really Mm -hmm. quick read, but really good to read. And there's pictures. I love pictures. I do, too. (laughs) So as you go, like, and you're, like, being introduced to people, like, you can see kind of what it looks like. And I love that. Because usually they say the pictures for, like, the middle of the book are, like, the very end. Yeah. But I loved how it was mixed in. Because I, I think out. it helped with the story. She talk about, like, an event and then she'll be a picture of that event. Yeah. And I was like, that's helpful. Yeah. Because I don't, you have to, like, the, no, you're just, like, in the middle for some reason. I really to, like, hate that. To, like, go to the middle, be like, oh, there it is, go back. So I like that it was just in there. Yeah. It was very well done. Yes. Okay, this next one does have a spoiler in it. Spoiler. Spoiler. So, be aware. Maybe go read the book and then come back to this part. So, final warning. Spoiler. Spoiler. 
Ahoy. <laughs> Is that a spoiler over there? <laughs> We're about to- I think it's a spoiler. <laughs> We're coming up, so get off if you don't want to hear. Yep. Okay. Your own fault. So it's another five stars. So heartfelt. The real life story was tragic. I loved how the author was so candid and thorough in her research. I was glad to find that she got closure by the end of the story, but so sorry that it was her mother who betrayed her and her dad. I love the author's writing style. I feel like I connected with her and was cheering her and was cheering for her through the entire story. Thank you so much, Axton, for your sharing your story. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like we said, it was very like well written, very vulnerable very honest yeah picture of like her life and how she views herself and her family so i have a little bookmark because that sounds a lot like my goodreads review so guys if you don't have a goodreads i really highly suggest getting one because it keeps all your books in order and plus you get to leave comments um, and reviews on these books as well. But that is very similar to what I wrote. I talked about her being vulnerable and opening up to the story and just everything that she's gone through. And guys, she liked my oh Goodreads my review. And she also follows us on Facebook. And if you don't follow us on Facebook, you should. Hashtag not an ad. But <laughs> Antisocial Book Club podcast on, on Facebook. Facebook or Instagram. I love that she follows us. Yes. I think it's so cool. And we're going to try to reach out to her and see if maybe she has some things to say. Um, yes. Either way, though. Either way, though. She's amazing. And we really appreciate her for writing this Yes. Book. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let me have a three-star. Says, interesting, tori- interesting story, but too thin for a full book. I appreciate and sympathize with Axon's story, and it is a story that proves true crimes can be crazier than fiction. But the story didn't lend itself to a full book. This led to a lot of repetition and too many unnecessary info dumps. A lot of the information didn't drive the story. The most interesting part about this book was the last third. Well, that's a hard one. I mean, Kelsey and I both came into this book already kind of knowing the story. And so we knew it was happening as we were reading it. Yeah. So I can see, like, if you haven't read this before, but I feel like all the information is needed. I think so, Because um, it, it's painting a picture as to who Axon is, who her family is, um, and it not having enough content as a book bookmark, it weighs one pound. Well, so you can well, do your reps with it. Yeah. <laughs> Several of them. Do but anyway. lift I mean, it, does it matter, like... How I mean, I feel like you said, like, you need that backstory, yeah, and like what things that seem like small details at the time when you're reading them. If, like, once you go back and you know the end, those actually aren't really small details anymore, yeah, it's like actually like little things that she's leading you to the end of the story, exactly. So, yeah, I think this person doesn't have perspective, yes, no offense, no offense. Valid. Thanks for sharing your yes. opinions. But... but it's your opinion. Yeah. Okay. Finally, five-star review. And since there were so many, I think there were like two five-star reviews. And so this one... Or two... One-star, sorry. Uh-huh. One-star review. So this just says, what don't I... What do I not get? Dribble-drabble. Dribble. Drabble. Drabble. that is the review that this person had to share with the world. Okay, first of all, even if I didn't like a book, 
Which you How did you come up with this one star dribble drabble? I don't know what their rating system is. Like, dribble drabble? Can something just be dribble? Can something just, just be, be drabble? drabble? Like, if it was a five star, would it be dribble 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 dribble? <laughs> yeah, maybe this is an alien. Maybe. this is their language, and they're actually saying amazing Rate book. Book. But it's just translated <laughs> into dribble drabble. So, yeah. Interesting. But another bookmark... This one, the best fact crime, which is an Edgar Awards 2020 winner. Yeah, so guys, this book has been winning awards. Yes. It's making its way in the world. And this and these awards are given out at they're given out this year at the Mystery Writers of America virtual gala. Oh wow. Which to be a fly on that wall. I would love to go to a gala. Same. Maybe we'll get invited one day. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so those are our reviews. I do have some more bookmarks. You and the bookmarks. Bring them on. It's like the weird categories that we do. We can like find the book. If you want, like, so if you really liked this book and you want really more specific books like this one, look in these categories. So this book is number 112 in child abuse. It's number 125 in dysfunctional families. And it's number 112 in organized crime true accounts. Hmm. So if you're interested in those categories, or even not, yeah, um, yeah, that's yes. where it's under. So that's our reviews. Maybe that's why it hasn't been as popular, because it's under kind of like, you know, like a specific area. Yeah, like maybe if it was more like under a mystery or fraud, maybe, maybe it's just yeah. not in the right circles. Reese Witherspoon, if you're listening, please make this a book of the month. Yes. Thanks. And a movie. And a movie. I would watch the movie. For I would sure. watch or the maybe movie. maybe like a miniseries. Ooh, I think it would be a really good miniseries, actually. I think it would be like one of those miniseries where it could follow her throughout her life. So yeah. it's like a different, obviously a different actress aging throughout. Yeah. And then in the end, it's her in real life. Boom. Or not. She doesn't have to play it. I don't, I don't think she should play it. I think maybe she'd be like, how people do, like, authors are always, like, yeah. in, like, the cafe or something, <laughs> like, in the background. That'd be her. Like Stephanie Meyer in Twilight. That's what I was exactly thinking. Because <laughs> yes. I noticed her straight off. Yes. Guys, because unfortunately I was a Twihard fan. Same. I think we all were. Are you going to read Midnight Sun? I heard it's, like, 600 pages. I think I can't do it. Can I think I just... I'm over that point in my life. I mean, I'll be honest, I did look for it in the Libby app, and it's not on there yet. Mm. But I assume the holds are going to be, like, crazy. So maybe I'll put it on there, and then when the time comes, I can decide. But, like, 600 pages from Edward? Does he have that much to say? I don't think so. So, but yeah, I think that door in my life is shut, and I don't want to reopen yeah, it. So, but if you enjoy that, good for you. Anyway, sorry. I, mean, I can't say that I'm not going to do it. At this point, I'm not willing to commit to not reading it or to reading it. Yeah. I it just, if it lays in your it. lap, there it is. Yeah. Like, if that hole comes up, I'm not doing anything better with my life. I'm not going to say I'm not going to yeah. read it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. But anywho. Anywho. So, oh, were you going to have some more? No, I was just going to say, do you want to talk about how we were initially introduced to this story? Yes, I would love to. Okay, so we were originally introduced to this story because Kelsey, Kelsey's great at introducing me to new podcasts and shows 
And one of the the shows or podcasts she introduced me to was Criminal by Phoebe Judge. Phoebe Judge, if you're listening, oh you're freaking gosh. amazing. First of all, I'm dying inside. Yes. Second of all, you're amazing and I wish I had your voice. But anyway, if you... Same. Same. Me too. Yes. I'm Phoebe Judge. And this is... Okay. The Antisocial Book Club podcast. Anyway. <laughs> if you like crime stories, it's not necessarily like murder stories, but just like crime stories. Um, it's a and great... They have different... Yeah. I feel like it's actually like a really good variety. It is. Because, like, you're not going to hear about murder every time. Yeah. They have different... And sometimes it's not crime at all. Yeah. And so... This crime that we heard was Axton, Dr. Axton Betts Hamilton's story Mm -hmm. on Criminal. Um, So if you want to go look that up after our show, it's episode 51. And then there's a follow-up episode that is 125. So 51 is called The Money Tree. And 125 is called The Less People Know About Us. Which is also the name of her book. So, I think that either way, if you kind of want some background, I think maybe listen to it, but definitely if you read the book, go listen to it afterwards and kind of just hearing her story. Do you you think people should listen to the podcast first or read the book first? I don't know. That's a hard... It's kind of like those people, if you like going to the last chapter and reading the end first... And knowing what do happens, the do the podcast. I'm that person. I'm not so that person. So I like to know the end. Because then I can look for all the clues yeah. along the way. So I think I would tell people to do the podcast first. Maybe you do, like, the first podcast first. Then you Ooh. read the book. Then you do the second podcast and catch up with her again. That might be a good one. But either way, it is a spoiler yeah. it, to the book. Yes, it definitely spoils the entire book. But yeah. I don't think in a bad way. I think we talked about earlier, I think it gave me more perspective of, like, what was happening. Absolutely. And, like, putting more of the clues together. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I think it made it an easier read as well. I think so, too. So, usually I'm one to say, no, don't do it. Wait and let it be a mystery. But I think, really, I think if you listen to it first, I think it's going to help you read the book as well. Yeah. And it's, like, in her, like, she's telling the story. Yeah. It's Which like I still think if it was like someone else, if it was like the movie first, I would never tell you to mm-hmm. watch the movie first. That would just yeah I'd have to just. But in this case, it's justified by yeah. us. Exactly. Yeah. We give you permission. We give you permission to do this first. <laughs> but this podcast is so good. So good. Like, I remember where I was when I heard this podcast, and then I like told everybody of my life, like you have to listen to this. I listened to it, like, for two days straight. Like, I was just... I just listened to it this morning again, because I hadn't listened to it in a few years, but... And once again, I was just like, this is... Like, so good. Just, I did not see it coming at all in the yeah. podcast when I first listened to it. Yeah. And when she reveals that it was her mom that has stolen her identity... Spoiler. And her family. We already did spoilers, so if you're okay. still on it, that's your own fault. I'm not going to apologize. So we, like... I just... I did not see this coming... Yeah, I didn't. Her mom. Like, who would? I mean, your mom, your own flesh and blood mom who's saying, oh, maybe it's these people. Yes, who's making you suspicious of everybody else. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. So I was very surprised. I was very surprised too. It's like a jaw. I think my jaw dropped in the podcast episode. Like, are you kidding me? My jaw definitely dropped. I remember me and my friend Kiera, we were driving to Austin, Texas. We lived in Texas at the time. Mm-hmm. We were driving to Austin, Texas, which is like a six-hour drive from Lubbock. And so we had like all these podcasts we were listening to. And like this one came up. And I remember, I think she was driving. Mm-hmm. And like when it was revealed that it was her mom, we both just like looked at each other. Just like our mouths like agape. Like what? Yeah. yeah. I was truly shocked. Shook. Yes. Shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> I was shooketh as well. Because, and even as you read the story, even reading it again, like, after knowing all this stuff, I still am shaken by her mom doing those things. Because I think about my relationship with my own mom. And, like, I felt horrible when I did that Amazon <laughs> thing. And, like, and it was, was an accident. pure accident. But I felt, like, garbage. And... So thinking, like, my mom doing something like that to me, and, like, we're so close, and she's very close to her mom in this book. I mean, if you look through it, her parents are the only people she really has contact with, because, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead too much, but with all the trauma with their identities being stolen, they're blaming all these people in the community, and so they're always on the lookout for who could be doing this trauma to them. Yeah. Um, they're always looking out the window, like, over their shoulder. And so, edge. always on edge. And so, I mean, she really only had her parents. Yeah. She didn't have that many people. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point. Because, like, in the podcast, like, I feel like if you listen to them in order, it's like, in the first one, she kind of says, like, there were no clues. We didn't really know any about this. Like, it was totally blindsided. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, she's, like, investigated more. And she has kind of put together, like, those clues that, like, yeah, make this kind of make more sense. But in the first one, she talks at the end about how, um, like, she thinks that her mom, like, might, like, be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Which, to add, like, some DSM to this fun conversation... You can't be diagnosed as a psychopath, but you can be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. which, like, they have those traits of, like, a psychopath, which is, like, having no remorse, having no guilt, not really having, like, emotions, not being able to, like, connect with people emotionally. And so she talks about how, like, she thinks that that's something that her mom dealt with, and then it just broke my heart because she said, like, maybe that's something that I'm dealing with as well, mm-hmm. because people say, like, I'm very like, analytical about this whole thing, and, like, I'm very, like, matter-of-fact, and that just made me, like, sad, because I think the truth is, like, it's, she's a trauma survivor. Yeah, she, I mean, if you read the story, I mean, that's basically how it is. Yeah, and, like, kind of, like, that disengagement and, like, not, like, feeling numb and disconnected is, like, a symptom of trauma, Mm -hmm. and so, and like you said, like, her living her whole life, thinking, like, everyone's out to get her, Mm -hmm. like, always being on guard, like, the story about how she, like, attacked the plumber. Yeah. she was, like, so on edge, like... Like, somebody was trying to get in their mail again. Yes, and, like, when, like, your young brain is, like... It's around that stress all the time when you're younger. That's, like, how your brain, like, has to heal itself and has, like, protect itself is to kind of just, like, go numb 
and like just keep yeah. going and like look at the facts and stuff. And then on top of that, I mean, growing up, they're always getting their electric or their water yes. or those necessities shut off because so this supposed person was stealing their mail and yeah. they weren't getting the bills to pay it. Yeah, and checked out like maybe not having like enough food. Yeah, because they didn't have the money because people were stealing yeah. that. Which brings in like another fucking yeah. like the ACEs score of like adverse childhood experiences. Exactly. Like a lot of things are being checked off right now on that, which like leads to trauma like later in life. Mm-hmm. And so it just made me really sad that you know, it's like not being connected of like I don't think well, first of all, psychopaths aren't worth their psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's your first sign that you're not a psychopath and you're like, could I be? No. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't about think they don't about care. it. But also, and just, like, I don't know, like, not taking into, like, that horrible trauma that she did go through and that she did survive. But exactly. Yeah. So, a lot of things that she goes through, and with that, like, she wants to find out who's done this to her. Who's done this to her family? Why is she living like she's living? I mean... Especially looking at her dad, she's also very close with her dad, and her dad works so hard, like, around the clock as a manager at the grocery store and on the farm, Mm -hmm. doing things, and just never having enough money, never having all those things, and you see, you know, him just working so hard, and her mom, I mean, still working, but her mom also... It, it tells in the story, like, she lost her dad. And, like, after she lost her dad, she starts buying all these things. Yeah. So, that's, like, kind of the first, can I say, dribble-drabble. <laughs> the first dribble. <laughs> the first dribble. Not saying it's, you know. But, um, where she starts buying all these things. And, yeah. And she's like, whoa, mom. What are you doing with all this stuff? And it talks about her having, like, all this stuff under her bed, like, not having that much money for, like, food and stuff. But her mom's got all this, like, costume jewelry. Yeah. And so, that kind of upset me, too, because she's living that kind of life, and then her mom's just, like, spending it all away, which I think is another thing of, like, why isn't my mom taking care of me kind of thing. Yeah. Don't have, like, that attachment, Mm -hmm. which is also a trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something else that you're talking about, like, her dad. I felt really bad for her dad. I did, too. And I, like, the part that was, like, really heartbreaking was when, like, they're talking about, in the podcast and the book, talks about how, like, Dr. Betts Hamilton, like, she's, she had a lot of, like, debt from mm-hmm. college and her dad was like well how do you have debt like we paid for your college exactly and she has to be the one to tell him like no, no. gave me like only gave me this much money and and that's like when like, he realizes again that he's yeah. like been betrayed it's like Ugh. just keeps going and i remember that part in the book where like she's in her college years like she's finally out of the house she's on her own um she's learning all these things and then she's got to like beg her mom for the money almost and like how embarrassing to go she goes to the registrar's office and the check bouncing yeah like that would be embarrassing i mean she's what she's probably like not even 20 trying to take care of herself for the first time 
And, you know, that's a lot of, college is a lot of money. And it's scary. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, but I think it shows, like, that she's a very resilient person. Absolutely. Like, being able to, like, I mean, pay for herself, fend for herself. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. And bounce back. Like, in her college experiences, like, she dedicates, like, her studies to finding out that leads to one of my questions. Oh, really? Okay, yes. go for it. So Dr. Betts Hamilton has built an impressive career researching and helping the victims of identity theft, especially children. In the book, she seems to struggle with the fact that her entire life is built around, uh, built around identity theft and she can't really leave it in the past. What do you think about this? So the idea of, like, this thing that is so horrible, but she's also kind of, like, built a career around it and she's helped mm-hmm. so many people around it. But at this point, it's kind of, like, even though identity was stolen, that kind of is a part of her identity. Yeah. Is being an identity theft expert. I think it's sad because, in in a way, like, I'm like, go you, Dr. Betts Hamilton, for, like, overcoming this and finding ways to help people. But it's also sad that her life has been so consumed by this trauma, you know? So I'm kind of, yeah. like, on both sides, like... But if this helps her get over the things that have happened, yeah, I think, you know, that's great and that's what's best. But I'm also still just feeling for her as well that yeah, that she spent, she could have gone into college and done anything and this is what she chose to do. Which also I think is very noble for wanting to help people yeah, in similar think, situations. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think like she's done so much to help so many people. And in the podcast, they talk about how, like until a few years ago, like, yeah like you couldn't even like individuals were not the victims of it it was like the banks and like the corporations Mm -hmm. and so it's new that like individual people um were like the victims and that they were being seen as like actually affecting their life but i think it's like it's it's amazing like what she's done and i do feel like in the book we kind of see her journey of like in the beginning like that's all she's focused on is just like wanting to solve this wanting to do this and then it kind of like she figures it out and then I feel like she does kind of have, like, a reckoning with, like, how to meld these two things yeah. of, like, there's something that, like, hurts me so badly, but it's also such a part of my life. I think and that goes with the parts, because there are three parts of the book. Yeah. yeah. And so I do feel like we kind of see her come kind of, like, full circle and, like, accept that this is part of who she is now and that she has made, like, a greater impact. And I think that researching something that's very close to you is... Like, honestly, what most people research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, funny story. In grad school, like, everyone, we always had to have, like, like a research focus. And so, like, mm-hmm. and there was, like, a new class. And it was, like, tell us your name, your undergrad, and what you like to research. And pretty much, like, everyone else, like, wanted to research me, like, that they struggle with or, like, <laughs> like their family yeah. or, like. But so mine was foster care and adoption. And so Are you about to tell me you're adopted? No, that's what I'm about to say is. Oh, okay. Like, people thought that I was in foster care or oh. adopted because everybody else <laughs> had, like, these focuses of research that were, like, very personal and, like, very, like, near to them. But I just think those populations, like, are interesting and I feel for them and I want to work with them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not adopted or I was not in foster so care. Like, <laughs> but it's like, but people thought that for, like, a long way time. longer than <laughs> they should have. And I was like, oh, gosh, no. So it is, like, a common thing. I think they, they like, me-search. Yeah. Like, versus research. 
it's like it is pretty common for people to like want to research something that's very close to them mm-hmm. and make a difference and i feel like that's definitely what she's done and she's definitely made a difference for especially like for children because mm-hmm. i that's part of the other tragic part is like my adult identity is stolen like that's horrible as well but it's like a child they didn't even have like a credit card yeah they didn't even like exactly. they didn't have the things like that could get stolen they don't even know like they're not caring about those things and those and then like it shows her in college like getting her first apartment and like trying to get the electric on mm-hmm. or the water on they're yeah. like, oh, sorry, you have all this against you. Yeah. And then her having to pay more money because her credit score is so... Yeah. And she says, like, I'll, like, I'll never own anything. Yeah. Because credit score is so horrible that I'll never be able to, like, buy a house or buy a nice car. And that's something everyone dreams of. Like, everyone dreams of finally being able to own a new car or a house. Yeah, or just, like, something. Something. And she's, like, scraping pennies, riding around in an old junker car she talks about. Yeah, so, it's just a, it's an interesting and sad story. Yes. Which brings me another question. Okay, bring it. So, this is a true crime book, although it's quite different from other books and topics that are typical of this genre. So, how did reading this book compare to, like, other books you may have read or other podcast you listen to well I think it kind of really does kind of go with I know we've talked about criminal again not an ad we just really love criminal um like it's not your typical it is a mystery but it's not your typical mystery um if that makes sense and so like I feel like it goes with kind of like that like, how criminal, it's not always just, like, when you think about mystery or crime, you think of, like, murder yeah. and death. <laughs> and this yes. is just, like, trauma, you know? Yes. Which, I don't want to take away from, like, the horrible events that took place in the book and, like, how much, like, it does affect people. Mm-hmm. But I did like that, like, nobody was murdered. <laughs> nobody oh, was yeah. killed. And so, like, it is nice to read, like, a book about, like, true crime where... Like I like I don't take away from it at all, but like it was like more hopeful. Yeah. Than most like true crime, and like there was, like more bright spots because like nobody was, brutally killed. Exactly. So I liked that a lot. Yeah. Which reminds me of another podcast recommendation. It's called Scam Goddess. Oh. And she goes over like con artists and stuff like that. That sounds really interesting. So if you actually. Want to listen to true crime, but like murder's not your thing, or like you can't do murder all the time. That's me. That's another neat. one that I would check out. Yeah. Scam goddess. But yeah. But I just also remember that I have this thing we talked about earlier about her just kind of um, using, like, her research and things, like, um, move on and deal with this. So in this New York Post article entitled, I lived with the identity theft who, ru- I lived with the identity theft who ruined my family and didn't realize it until it was too late. And this is by Stephanie Cohen. So in it, as like a long article with Axton, um, it kind of talks about her experiences, but one part I thought was really interesting, and this is her quote about kind of dealing with finding out that it was her mom. So she says, this is her words, I can see now that my that treating my mother's unthinkable sins as if I were a CSI technician and not her only child might have been a, a bit of a deflection on my part. 
Academia had long been my therapy, but I can forgive myself for that, she adds. Knowledge I found will not betray you the way people will. Truth. So, yeah. Truth. Facts aren't lies. Facts aren't lies. So, that kind of made me think about, like, when you said it's too late. Like, she found out her mom had done all this after she died. Yeah. Like, she suffered from cancer, like, a horrible disease, and basically, like, was at her mom's bed, like, got married at her mom's bedside. Like, was there to the very end. Her mom was suffering. And, and then to find out, like, I feel like that's another trauma on top of a trauma. Yeah. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. Yeah. Because, and then, I'm talking about earlier, like, in the book... Like, she was about to open up her mom's Facebook. Yes. And that's, like, her mom really went downhill after that. And so it's, like, was her mom conscious enough to be, like, oh, no. Yeah, I think that's might have, I think that might have had a big effect on her because her mom was hiding all these secrets that Dr. Bess Hamilton didn't know about yet. Like, her even, her dad didn't know about yet. And... She was about, and the Facebook part is, I think, was also another big betrayal. It wasn't exactly identity theft, but it was another big betrayal. Yeah. And, like, what did you think about the Facebook accounts her mom? I can't imagine, like, just putting myself in that position of, like, my mom has just passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I get on her Facebook, and it's, like, she's lying about me, my dad, Mm -hmm. our life. That's a whole other betrayal, like you said, of, like, what? Mom. And her, yeah, her mom's talking about, like, affairs. Yeah. With the farmer. Who, like, she had her meat. Yeah. That would make me upset, even, like, if there was no identity theft. I know. So, like you said, like, it just keeps coming. And coming. And it's horrible. And let's talk about, too, how they find out about it. Because her dad was like calls her angry and was like why did you make all these charges yeah Yeah. when you know everything's going on why would you have this much credit card debt and it's like light bulb yeah oh no and it was like in like all that stuff was like in a shed that like Mm -hmm. had partially burned down yeah so it's like was that her mom trying to like bury it yeah so I don't, didn't find out. Because just thinking, like, if that would have all been gone, they might have never known. Exactly. It would have never been solved. And it's sad because they're still missing a bunch of pieces. Or at least when the book was written, she still yeah. wasn't sure um, about some things. But imagine going into the shed and finding all these personal... Like, she Paper. found, like, her birth certificate and, like, Social Security. And then all these all these accounts and then you go back in the book and it kind of makes because her mom like worked a was it like an investor is that what it was so she was like an accountant and she worked for like the investing fund so people like she worked in that area and so people were trusting her and she was like opening these things and other people's names and then her dad is just left with all of it yeah but Spoiler, in the, like, in the book and in the podcast, the second one, they do talk about how, like, her dad found love with somebody else, and he's happy. 
Mm-hmm. So that was, that made me feel better. It made me feel better too. And like, it talks about him, like him never really owning anything new. And he finds this motorcycle yes. and I love it. And like, after so much, like he's been through working so hard in his life and Dr. Betts Hamilton, like encouraging him just to go ahead and get it. Like, just live your life, you know. I love that. Do something for yourself. I'm glad. I feel like he was always working so hard. Like, I was just so heartbroken for him all the time. Because, you know, I kind of, my, my parents, like, they own their own business. And so, like, I remember growing up, like, them working really hard because it was just the two of them in the business at the time. So, I remember, like, growing up, like... Only getting, not every, even every weekend getting to spend time with my dad. Him not making it to softball games and stuff like that. Because he was working all the time. Yeah. And so, I see that in, and I see how it wasn't fruitful for Dr. Betts Hamilton's dad. And it just makes me sad. I feel like he missed out on a lot. Yeah, because like he worked so hard to lead to like, to nothing basically. Yeah. And I feel like throughout the book, like, he was the parent who, like, stood up for, like, Dr. Betsy Mm -hmm. Hamilton, and he, obviously, like, he was her favorite parent. Yeah. (laughs) Because she always talks about, like, wanting to spend time with him, and, like, they would make, like, their special, like, vegetable soup together. Mm -hmm. So I like that even though she did have, like, this, like, darker childhood, like, there were bright spots in it. Yeah. With her dad, mainly. And I'm glad she's able to hold on to those things. Yeah. Um... Because you could just be salty for the rest of your life. Like, woe is me. But I don't feel like she does that. No, not at all. I feel like she has channeled that into, like, helping other people and into, like, researching. And if Mm -hmm. you look at, like, her, um, at her website, she has, like, a million articles that she's published. And it's not easy to get an article published. So. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal, guys. It's a very big deal. So, I think that she's, like, like I said, like, she's just very resilient Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It is amazing. So overall, would you recommend this book to people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I kind of went up to my friend Madison and was like, oh, I wanted to bring this book to you. And she's like, oh, yeah? What's it about? I was like, oh, it's about fraud. <laughs> and so she kind of gave me this look. Like, you want to give me a book about fraud? But I'm like, yes. oh, no, no. It's a great book. It's very good. It's about child identity theft. I think I dug myself a bigger hole. <laughs> but it really is a good book, guys. It's really good. And it talks about family. Tra- maybe you've experienced something like this yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people have, like, maybe not experienced identity theft, but I feel like a lot of people have, like, have yeah. dysfunctional families and have secrets in their family. A lot of so secrets. I feel like a lot of people could relate to this book. Absolutely. And to, like, her journey. Absolutely. Like, just coming to terms with it. Absolutely. So, I would definitely recommend this book. Definitely recommend it. Um, as I said, it was great writing. Even it was a horrible story. Like, her figuring it out. Still trying to figure it out. Um, amazing. Yeah. And, oh, let's talk about, too, I know we're almost at the end. But she, when she met her husband, she was scared. Yes. Because... She didn't want to come into a relationship with all this debt. Yes, that was so sweet. I love that part. And he was so yeah. nice. And like she said, he it was like he read a book on like yeah. how to respond to these questions. Because he had a normal life. and Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's also a love story. It is a love, yes. That's how you market to people. <laughs> it's a you love story. Like, oh, it's like a romance. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's a child identity theft. Or, oh, it's a mystery. And also, like, they were planning, like, a big church wedding. And then when her mom got sick, he was like, you yeah. know, agreed to be, like, married by her bedside. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing as well. And it just shows the love and support that she had. And I'm glad she had her Me husband too. in I'm that. I'm glad they found each other. Yeah. And that she has that person to help her through this. Because honestly, if like Jamal came to me and I was like, oh, I have all this debt. Which that's actually like a big thing. Is yeah. Like you meet someone who falls hard. And then you have, like you marry them, but they have like all this too long. It's like not their fault. Yeah. But it is, like, a big deal. It and is so I a understand deal. how she could be afraid of... Absolutely. ...having to tell someone, like, hey, we've never been able to go on a house because this thing happened to me. Yeah, because you take it on and it's both of you now. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. So. But I love that part in the book. I love that, too. And I love that they make it... They it make does. it. They make it work. Yes. And... Even though they're, like, making long-distance work because they're both, you know... Professors. Professors. I think think he's... they're both professors. Or there's something in, like, academia. Something in academia. They're just really both really smart. Let's put it that way. That's what we're saying. And (laughs) (laughs) they have, like, their their goals and they're not letting, like, their goals... They're still in love but not letting their goals, like, get in between them. So, I love that, too. Me, too. Yep. So overall, great book. Five stars. Listen to the podcast on Criminal. Read the book. It Buy it des- on Amazon. It deserves, it deserves more people to read it. It really does. And I know it sounds redundant. We've said it a million times, but uh, really just go check out this book because it's really good. Yeah, I feel like if you listen to the podcast, you'll be like, I have to read that book. So go listen to Criminal. <laughs> listen to Phoebe Judge's <laughs> voice. Yes, and you'll follow Phoebe Judge's voice and you'll listen to all of them. Yeah. Speaking of, can I say one more thing? Yeah. We were supposed to go see Phoebe Judge Criminal Tour. Phoebe Judge, we were coming for you, and we were excited, and we had tickets, and we were going to have a girls weekend. But everything was canceled. But everything was canceled. Because the world stopped. Because of COVID-19. And then they rescheduled it, and we got our hopes up again for like a millisecond. Because they were coming back in September. False. They canceled it again. Because of COVID-19. But we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. So Phoebe Judge. We're still coming for you. We're still, we're still <laughs> coming for you. We love you. You are not safe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, well we love you guys. We hope with all this COVID stuff going on. You are taking care of yourselves. Um, Stay safe. I know, like, it's been rough for me, but I found a lot real comfort in my friends, in my family, and also in books. So we hope that yes. you can find that as well. Know we're always here for you. Stay safe. Please wear a mask. Please. Yes. Think of it as a fashion accessory. Yes. I have so many fashion accessories now. I know, and I'm like, I gotta match these for school, because... Guys, on top of everything, I'm a teacher and I'm fixing to be surrounded by little people with them trying to keep their mask on. So just wear your mask, please. I'm ready for this to be over. We're all ready. Stay safe. Hopefully 
We can go back one day. Yeah. So this will be like a fun time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to use all our masks. Remember in 2020? Uh, like 40 years from now? Yes. Maybe when this Hopefully is all over, we can have a, a tour. That's we'll have our own tour. That's the dream. That's truly. the dream. So please go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> go follow us on Facebook. Um, Anti-Social Book Club Podcast. We yes. would love to hear. Seriously, we would love to hear. I know we're anti-social people. But we still love to hear That's from only you. in person. We still talk to people on the yeah. internet. So, <laughs> yeah. So, please speak to us through the internet. Yeah. So, we're begging you. We're begging you. <laughs> please. Anyway, we love you. Thanks for listening. Go check out all that stuff. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krubitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com. <laughs>